0: Warning, Pro Tri News is a podcast with different opinions, knowledge, and possibly fake news about triathlon racing. This is not for the faint of heart. If you get offended or hurt by what is said, please stop listening and go listen to some uplifting meditation music or just go work out, then try again.
1: Hello, welcome to another episode of Pro Tri News. I am your host, Kyle Glass, joined by all four co-hosts today. We got Pat Lemieux. Deep sleep deprived and turkey hungover.
0: That's right. That's right. And uh, I've got people coming over for dinner tonight. I'm going to start prepping that after the show. So what are you I, got making? 60, I got my 65 minute ride in today. Life is good. What are you making? I'm doing pasta tonight with, uh, I've got some beef I'm going to do. Yeah, it's a vegan fettuccine that I'm doing, but I'm doing it with a side of beef. So. Always got to have a, a vegan dish and a meat dish side by side.
2: Are you on 65-minute rides because you're now a cyclocross rider and they're never longer than 65 minutes? That's it? No, I, more.
0: Cyclocross, uh Yes, I'm a cyclocross uh, savage now. <laughs> and I've just been out just tearing it up. And uh, that's what I did. I did 25-minute run on the treadmill. Kyle joined me uh, yeah, oh. via phone call for that yesterday. So, yeah, I've been exercising hard. Mark, Sounds like you're
3: pasta. earning the vegan pasta there.
0: Yeah, and I have a barley pop right now. Uh, Is vegan sure. pasta just pasta?
2: Nothing else with it.
0: No, that... no, no. I got It's a vegan fettuccine that I'm doing with mm-hmm. a side of beef. And 40% of us are
1: in England right now, Chelsea and Mark.
3: Chelsea but not together.
2: Unfortunately, not together. No, Chelsea's up in near Leeds. I'm down Midlands near Loughborough. Both the two biggest triathlon sort of capitals of the UK. Chelsea, you triathlon enjoying
3: capsules? I'll be doing today's episode in a British accent. How was that?
2: I mean, it's better than our name pronunciation, okay. so I can't take the piss.
3: Yeah, I'm in Leeds because I <laughs> went to the non-Stanford Aaron Royal triathlon wedding of the year last night. So, got a lot of people... Telling me that they listened to the podcast, maybe two, but that seemed like a lot to me. Also said that I'm the highlight for them. So another big night.
1: There you go. How long was the wedding? Please tell us how, how it long it was.
3: The just a smidge under 12 hours was the world record for my longest wedding I've ever attended. It was lovely, but I didn't quite anticipate how long British people like to mingle for. But that
2: includes like the after party. Yeah. So that's I mean like ceremony, life.
3: speeches, meal, dancing. In in the USA, that's done in I don't know, six to eight, but four that's to eight.
2: Of, that's because none of you can drink and three of you passed out by that time. And then <laughs> three hours later, when you've had some home brew special brew, it's bedtime.
0: Yeah.
1: Mark, I mean, Mark, how long was your wedding? How long was your wedding, Mark?
2: Probably about I think we we arrived at one. I think we paid extra for the band to stay on probably till two. So maybe, maybe actually just over.
1: Over 12 hours.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But there's like the ceremony and you move to like, you do the dinner and then there's like dancing and stuff. And yeah.
3: But remember when we did a live show in St. George Mark had about 10 beers in one hour. So imagine how many yeah. he had in 13 hours at his wedding. Oh,
2: yeah. True. That was Luckily insane. My, yeah. I fell over as well. I was wearing spurs, like military uniform and piled into the floor, and I thought I'd break my coccyx for a while, but yeah.
4: I'm glad you had a good night, Chelsea
1: Talbot, how long was your wedding?
4: I don't know, but I'm really jealous of Mark and Chelsea because I finished the crown last night, and I know everything about the UK, and I've always wanted to go to a nice. royal wedding, and Chelsea got to go to a royal wedding last night,
3: so... Oh, that's good. <laughs> It was kind of cool. They did definitely recognize that it was a royal wedding. I think one of the speeches, they anointed non-princess. Good. So that was nice to see.
1: That was amazing. Well, we've already been talking for like 10 minutes, and we were like, oh, we probably should record the podcast. And now we're still just talking about banter and not triathlon, so was boring though, was not it? I know, I know. It's terrible. But we did have some exciting racing this weekend. We had Ironman Israel where Patrick Lang ran a 230 marathon. Before people keep DMing us saying he didn't run a 230, the run course was short. It was only short by about 400 meters. So oh,
2: maximum as well. Like, at, that's, the, that's the very shortest I've
1: seen. At a minute to two minutes, max.
4: So And I, and I believe also that Ruth Assel got over that amount with her watch so
2: yeah exactly uh, over think. 26.2 so yeah it's, it's within a few hundred meters yeah that's i don't think that's what made it fast
4: so
1: patrick lang put on a master class won the race over daniel backergard who hasn't had the season that he'd hoped for ends it on a high note with a second place and a punch a ticket for kona and then greg darby with his debut gets a podium and a kona slot coming from the itu world so in what country does he represent Italy,
3: it's Greg Barnaby.
1: Yeah, that's what I meant.
3: He used to be in my training group.
1: Really,
2: yeah. How ita- How Italian is this guy, Greg? He's Barnaby. British. Oh, yeah, okay. I so, yeah. And Italian. Um,
3: and that's but he's good- British parents, but he lives in Italy.
2: So he's the, the new Sam Ladelo. Yeah. Um. um what do we think about it? So Ruth ran a 257. She won by nine minutes, having sort of whittled them away on the bike. Patrick got dropped a little bit on the bike. Anything exciting? But it was rainy. It was windy. I mean,
1: uh, I mean, unfortunately, we had to watch it through the tracker, so we don't really know too much. I, I did get pictures and videos from the race, and it was kind of a bit uh, of a mess where – the mount dismount line was and things like that. So, hopefully, over the next few years, um, Israel can really turn this race into a high profile uh, race. Pat, you want to speak to who was on the podium with the men?
0: Uh, you know, I found it interesting that uh, Sylvan Adams was on the podium with uh, Patrick Lang, uh, that's the owner of the Israel uh, Academy cycling team. Israel. Oh, there, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and he's, yeah, I didn't know that he was, uh, he's done some triathlon in the past. Um, but yeah, I just found it interesting that he was there and wondering if we will be seeing him at more triathlons in the future. So, you know, I think, uh, it was interesting to me, uh, you know, the biggest thing we got to talk about, uh, do we just get straight into it with the shoes? Are we going are we going to just yeah. go straight into that or can one. you run us through the results the full results quick first on the full podiums
1: Yeah, women Ruth Assel first place one by 9 minutes. Uh Daniel Blathmile bounces back after Kona DNF with a second place and Barbara Riveros punches her ticket for Kona after her first real season of long course.
4: And and her I believe her first ever Ironman if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Quick, quick. Okay. Uh, go ahead. No, 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 no. We made
0: up the fact check that one. Yeah. Okay. You, I will. Could,
4: I'll, I'll do it while you guys move on.
2: Okay. So we got spammed a lot about like why these. Why is this so fast? Because it, it should be noted that Ruth Astor also ran a massive PB. Um, so is it a short course? Well, no. It doesn't look like it. If you go through a lot of Strava, it's not a short course. It's not even a pancake flat course. And the weather wasn't perfect, but the weather was very cool and fresh. So it makes it significantly easier than the likes of Kona, et cetera. The one thing that Patrick and Ruth have in common is they both are running in the Adidas plus 40 millimeter shoes, or that's sort of the bracket we'll call them. The shoes that we think may be illegal come next year and are illegal in world athletics. Um, I spoke to Ruth on it and she was like, yeah, the shoes definitely help. And I think Patrick would say the same, but I had my best run ever. Um, so, I don't know. because we just don't know, right? You don't know how much they're worth. They're probably worth different amounts to different runners as well. So, it's even harder to quantify. But what we do know is Patrick Langer is arguably the greatest runner in Ironman Triathlon. Like, he, he could, you could argue he actually is that as well. So, you can't just put the shoes on and you're running at 230. You also do have to be Patrick Langer or one of the others. So, how about would you reckon about it?
4: Yeah. Uh, first off, Barbara Bears did do Ironman Western Australia back in 2018. I had forgot about. But back to the shoe debate, we we mentioned earlier that this is only the start of it, uh, and we there's lots of talk on here. If Ironman is going to adapt the rules of the plus 40 mil drop, would this only be for the professional athletes, and how does this go in running? Because are there amateur athletes in running that are still rocking these shoes, or is it just for the professionals? I mean, and also, too, if you rock up to the New York City Marathon and there's, what, 30,000 people racing, how are you going to know if someone has more than 40 mil shoes?
2: So I think it it, it does transpire. So if if it's a... It depends on which governing body is running the athletics races because different runs are run by different ones, which is how, like, Shelby Haley-Han's label to run some races, right, that are completely non-governed. So they're obviously not governed by the same rules. Ironman says it will pick up world triathlon rules. So Ironman would pan it across, which makes it the same rules for age groupers as well. So my understanding would be if, if Man don't do something different, they would automatically the shoes would also be illegal in Man for age groupers as well. They're actually quite hard to come by as well at the moment. Sure, they'll become more prevalent if if they're legal, but I, I think if World Triathlon, and we've got an insider, I think, that's part of the technical committee that thinks that this is the way it's going to go, they're going to mirror the IAA, then I think they'll be gone next year, then we see if people can still run a 230, right?
0: Yeah, I find it interesting, you know, Kyle put up a note in um, in the group text thread, right? And said, look, we don't, we don't follow Fina's rules for the swim. We do not follow the UCI's rules for the bike. What would lead us to follow IAAF rules for the run? And, you know, upon reflection of that comment, and I didn't respond to it in the thread, you know, there is part of me that does agree with Kyle and says, is this a point? Is this does this allow does this create a point of difference for triathlon and then excite brands, whether it's Hoka, Adidas, Nike, ASICS, to make shoes that uh, are above and beyond and more capable than an IAAF marathon shoe? And do we see technological advancements? Um, certainly, uh, what we've seen in triathlon on the bike side was we saw some brands that were leading, Um, whether it was Diamondback a few years ago, made a big push with that pretty crazy looking bike. And they since stopped it. Uh, The the big one, obviously, that's still around is Ventum. Um, You know, there there are gains to be had. I think what we're seeing more with, right, is there's athletes that are gaining more from using maybe handlebars that are beyond the legal extension limit uh, for UCI racing, or there's also some uh, I'll call it modifications to for the aero bars to become more aerodynamic um, and create a fairing. So,
2: I think Pat, though the, the, the difference with my my thought on Carl's point there was though that there are swimming equipment rules in triathlon; they're just different to um, FINA. There are cycling equipment rules; they're just different to the UCI. There are currently no running short rules. Well, that's ridiculous. I mean, what's to stop a hundred mil stack on a on an out and back course and just run like? A giant stilt right now like that you yeah. know, this this opens the door to just complete nonsense and where yeah. do you stop, right i mean you're effectively limb lengthening uh, and the running is also like the pure part of the sport i mean they've got to put some sort of rule in before someone just does something completely ridiculous
4: and and i believe and why that not just copy the very easy rule and and i don't see some of these big companies getting too extreme but you do have someone who just made on Running just made Gustav Eden, their poster child, and he definitely has enraced in shoes in Kona that were not publicly available. Those were completely made up. Um, but outside of them, I could see like someone like Nike making Cam Werff some shoes as well, because I know he has some custom stuff from Nike. So I guess, just like what Mark said, you have to draw the line somewhere. Just
2: make my own. Just cut various soles off some 4% and just stack them up with some glue. Until you've got like five or six soles high, like four you, carbon plays,
3: you work on that this week, okay?
2: Okay, I've got a few old ones, uh, to be fair, Mark.
1: Mark cool. I think we could probably just give them to Talbot so then it'll be six foot tall.
2: That's I true. Got a, I've not got a foot's worth of uh Nike shoes available, but cool.
4: Hey, I'm 5'12, so shut up. All right, all right, all right.
2: Come on, then, what's next?
4: Man, Abu
1: Dhabi did not disappoint this weekend. Um. Woke up in the middle of the night to watch Flora Duffy claim her fourth world title, a new record. Um, and then I unfortunately did not wake up in time to watch the men's race, so I re-watched it over a little breakfast. And Leo Bajere shocks the world and takes his first ever world championship and his first ever WTCS victory.
3: Did you really wake up in the middle of the night to watch
1: Flora? Yeah, to watch Flora.
3: That was generous.
1: I woke up. You-
3: Yeah, I couldn't even watch it. I was on a plane.
1: I think the best part of the weekend, though, was probably Matt Hauser denying Hayden Wild his world championship and Yellow Geans denying Alexey his world championship. I mean, it's pretty insane that you get down to the final race of the year and the championship isn't decided, but then it goes to someone that had an outside chance to win. That, that's what wins short course racing for me as far as being the be- better of the sport as far as long course versus short course. Um,
3: I think the best part of the weekend for me was it being the most exciting men's race to watch in like a decade. Agreed. I don't think we've had a men's race. It was actually that thrilling in a really long time. So that was exciting.
2: Um, Just, do you know the episode?
3: A little bit, not really. Yeah, not I've only
2: met him once. Depends. Like he's an outrageously nice bloke. Oh
3: yeah, than, for sure.
2: I mean, ridiculously nice guy. Really humble. It, I was, I was rooting for him. I must admit, yeah. like lived down the road from Alex Yee. But when he was off the front, I was sort of, I love that underdog story. I was kind of just willing him to come across the line.
3: I mean, I, Alex Yee is also an outrageously nice bloke. Oh yeah, yeah but yeah. I think it is. It's cool when you have a race that it looks like it's going. I mean, if it's the Ye Wild showdown and then in the final hour it's someone totally different. It's it's really, I think, just good for the sport. Um, I did notice that, well, someone else pointed out to me that there are some podium pictures and you have Yi and Wild standing on their not top steps, just kind of looking a bit dumbfounded as how did this even happen? So
2: But I mean, the French kind of they worked together almost, didn't they? They got three people in that front group all drilling hard on the bike. It gave that that group off the front a chance to survive, which gave Leah Berger the 35 seconds he needed on the run to take it away. It was amazing. I'd love to see some tactics back working again. Should As we talk about... Our... Domestiques, you know?
3: Oh, for sure. I mean, <laughs> I think we can... we're we heading towards the Olympics we can start talking about Domestiques again. But should we talk about our first American, Kyle?
4: Yeah, I would love to know. Was, I didn't
1: tune into Morgan, the race. Morgan Pearson, second place? <laughs> ran like the dickens
3: ran like the dickens that's right Guy has not showed his face all year and in the final race he's second
1: place after getting
4: 50th place in chile i i didn't watch the men's race uh maybe you what what happened to him on i'll I'll, I'll make sure to watch it sometime this week but i'm saying what happened to morgan on the bike though i mean because clearly he could have won this race right
3: they, he, he was
4: in the backpack. Yeah. The he, pack. he was
3: never in the front group. He was a bit back in the swim. And the second group on the bike was a massive group. And he just ran the fastest from that group. How many were in the front group? 10 or so? I yeah.
2: Think it was, yeah. It was about 11. I think it was 11. And it, but it, Cal Talbot had three Frenchmen, Johnny Brownlee, um, and a few others that were all willing to drill it really hard. They maybe had a little bit of motorbike stuff. It was a technical enough course to help them stay away a little bit. But they, they just worked together really well.
1: Um, but Pierre Pierre Lacour and Dorian Connix pulled Leo Berger up to that main pack out of transition, and then it was done for right there.
2: But it was four French people then, wasn't it? Because Louis was in there as well. Yeah, so, Dorian, so those two. Connick.
1: Yeah, Connix and Lacour DNF'd, but that, they basically are the heroes of the weekend. And then there was a crash in the second pack, probably midway through the bike, that delayed them a little bit. I don't know if you would say that it delayed them enough for Morgan to not get the victory, but it did slow that pack down.
3: Well, with with one lap to go, that main group was nearly a minute down, and then in that last lap, they made up twenty seconds, and they came off thirty six down. Which, I mean, twenty seconds is quite a bit starting out of ten k to
2: That's, let you um, pass more that, people
3: in that group.
2: I went and I I thought the same. I went and had a look at the lap splits. That lap was the the breakaway's slowest lap. I think they sat up and got ready to run. So, and everyone else just drilled it in right at the end. Pat, what did you think about the course?
0: <laughs> I I thought the course was horrible. Um, <laughs> they they you know they they try to manufacture these fake technical races, and they want to uh, they want to try and create obstacles where they don't need to be. So again, I hate to say it, but the cones on the inside of corners are are not necessary, and I think. Going riding on those bricks, we saw both, um, It's I'd call them crashes, both in the men and the women's races, that that realistically, had they been on a non-brick surface, they would not have happened.
3: Um, can I say something just really quick on the cones? I had a certain former listener of the show, another recently crowned world champion, mentioned to me before we got into the cones. She had something to say defending the cones. I told her she had until 8 pm, and she didn't get back to me, but apparently there is a defense of the cones from one of the race winners. I think so her defense, I can get back I to.: you her that defense day.
2: would probably be the U- turn. Like they, yeah. they made the corner deliberately tighter on the entrance to the U-turn to yeah. slow people down before they hit the carpet. But that sort of did make
0: sense to me. Sure. Yeah, I was thinking more of there was like a, there was a left-hand turn where they put a bunch of cones to move everybody to the right. And it's like, if you naturally take the racing line, you're going to go where they're trying to direct you anyway. So um, again, I think where the ITU prides itself on safety and where they neglect this sometimes is where they separate traffic. Two-way traffic should never be separated by cones. It should be separated by fences. And I'm just not a big fan of trying to, I don't know, race on, just make up turns on corners because you can. So, I think we've seen that uh, benign courses can create fantastic races, and we don't need to just create something for the sake of creating it.
2: But then again, this was a fantastic race. Wire a break. Away, Please, of
0: course.
3: And, so, and well. again, for anyone that didn't actually tune in and physically watch the race, oh, there were probably double digit numbers of crashes a lot of them were on this that you uh was it the u-turn rules well, part that i think i heard feedback it was pretty slippery so people including pat dear athlete taylor nib a lot of them went down there so, so and anything, in the course of Econ, that happened and there were not phones during that
2: anything this sound slide women's race. sorry anything sound the women's race
3: um yeah it was good i mean i think it was always a battle between Georgia and Flora. Unlike the men's race, I think I said this to someone, even though it was the Hayden and Alex Yee show, you probably could have had a list of about 10 different people that could have won that race. Um, whereas on the women's side, I think it was probably going to be one of those two. But it was, it was pretty impressive. They ran the first half or so together and it, it did look exciting. And then Flora just seemed to drop a hammer and put a minute into Georgia in the last 5K. It was it was very fast running, but yeah, good for her. Four world, world titles.
1: And then Lena Meisner with her first WTCS podium.
3: Yeah. Three Germans initially in the front group out of the swim. Two of them were dropped, but yeah, pretty big result for her. A name we're not usually seeing on a World Series podium. And Taylor Nib slid into uh, the overall series with a, I think she jumped about six spots after this final race. So.
0: Yeah. I think it's just another, even whether it's Taylor Nib jumping into third or Leo Berger jumping into first from where he was, what what we always say is that with 25% more points on the line at the grand final. Um, and then if you put some bodies in between you, you do have these massive leaps in the, in the year end ranking. So I think the, I'm still shocked at the whole Leo Berger jumping up there, but I mean, clearly that's uh you know, you put a guy like Morgan and Matt in between ye and wild and and that's what happens. So
1: I have one argument. I don't want to take away from Leo Berger, but this, this is a significant uh, mention. So Leo Berger got 855 points for the Hamburg race from last year that applied for this year's results.
2: But that's yeah. you know the rules. You know
0: the season yeah, when we you start. We we we, we yeah. talked about this since Hamburg happened at that time, Kyle. In 20, yeah. we we, we, were, we said somebody that chooses to race Hamburg will benefit from this, and Leo Berger uh, benefited from it. So I, I think all you can say is he he showed up on some big days, and
1: are we giving a hat to him? Are we giving our hat to him? Are we tipping off? a hat?
0: We're tipping a hat. Hats,
1: oh, are we hats off or tipping our hat?
4: I'll I'll tip my hat to him because I <laughs> think that the the battle between the French guys next year is going to be incredible because could you ever see a world that our boy Vincent Louis could be a domestique for uh, Leo Berger in the Olympics? There's no
2: way. There's could no you, way imagine. <laughs> you
4: imagine? you Vincent Louis, we need you to swim as hard as you can and bike for our, our gold medal prodigy, Leo Berger.
3: Keep your pants on, Talbot. Okay, also, I <laughs> think another thing to notice was – both of the people that ended up being your world champions are people who opted to sit out <clears throat> Super League.
1: Ooh, that's another take right there. You timed it right. So, you so, also, so Hayden Wilde and George Taylor Brown, you could say they won a whole lot of money, but they lost out on the series ranking by doing Super League.
3: I'm sure they maybe don't regret it, but, you know, you got to prioritize, I guess.
2: Do you know who I thought looked great at the weekend? Tell oh, us, Taylor Spivey.
3: I agree. You know, she was my favorite athlete to watch all season, and you know, maybe we could hear a word from her. <laughs> she's sitting right next to me, listening, but she's not. to anything.
2: talk, yeah. Oh, sad.
3: oh, just say so you can say thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're just Fan saying that the... because I'm sitting here. This will be the only podcast you ever listen to.
4: But but if I was Taylor, I would have probably picked a more uplifting song than Mozart for my season recap video. But it's
3: Oh well, we we thought about this for a long time, Talbot. And we think that Mozart was a great choice. Except All right, all right. All right.
1: All right. Do we want to go through the series ranking? Is that important for us? Do we want to talk about it? Sorry, I
3: was just
4: watching 50. <laughs> I was watching Mozart. <laughs>
2: And I, I am yeah, curious I'm curious, Talbot. Four.
4: If can Talbot you just heard four? the Mozart.
2: Did you hear it and go, oh Mozart? <laughs>
4: uh yes, I actually did. I, I actually I enjoy classical music.
2: Oh yeah, you uh, strike music. I mean
4: guy. I, I've been watching the crown. Like it's all I've been listening to here recently.
3: God, <laughs> hey, can you read us the top four? Just so it is a monumental culmination yeah. of a series and we need to sorry. tip eight hats.
1: All right, so you have Floor Duffy, first place, second place, Georgia Taylor Brown, third place, Taylor Nibb, fourth place, Taylor Spivey,
3: and fifth place, Cassandra
1: Beaugrand. However, if you look at this right here, USA, third and fourth, are these your two athletes for Paris for the relay? That's the question. (laughs) Then you also have...
2: I love that we can just hear Taylor now giggling in the background.
1: Yeah, the men's race: first place Leo Berger, second place Alexi, third place Hayden Wild, fourth place Geans, fifth place Vincent. Lillier.
2: He's had a good season, Yelagin, hasn't he? Yeah. And
3: I, I don't so think Gary we should be really. Last year, he's bounced back.
4: Yeah, agreed.
1: I mean, of these athletes in the top five, who would you say that all of them could compete at long course? No. No. I would say Cassandra Yellegees. Grant,
3: definitely.
2: <laughs> no, Cassandra by Grant's not making a long course appearance.
3: Mark's neighbor. I don't
1: want to lead the Flora Duffy train, but let's just think about this for a second. Flora Duffy stepped away from short course and focused on long course all year long. That and then long still...
3: She didn't focus on it. She, yeah. tried she didn't to focus, focus on, on both, on... which didn't go well for long course.
1: But she still won the freaking series for short course.
3: Yeah, because she was probably more focused on short course.
2: Whereas Christian was more focused on long course and got destroyed in the series. Like
4: Yeah. She just not cal- calm down, Carl, is what we're saying.
1: All right. Come on. all right. I'll get off the train. I'll get off
4: the train. <laughs> what else do we got? Um i I was the most impressed on the female side with Taylor's all year. So that's all I'm gonna say.
2: Taylor Nick, yeah.
0: Uh, I'll let
4: I'll let you decide. I'll let you decide. Taylor had Uh, an incredible year, an incredible year. Should we talk about the
1: races coming up this weekend?
0: Is it it Daytona this weekend?
1: Daytona on Friday.
0: (sighs) Can I go? You know, I I thought this was going to be. I want to tell the listeners. I want to thought. I thought this was going to be a really uh, weak start list. And Kyle texted it to the group before the show, and and Mark's reply was. Is this the PTO Dallas start list question? Mark. I actually,
2: I must admit, I actually just got. I meant to say Daytona. Oh, I you meant to
0: say Dallas. Daytona. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but fair um, interchangeable. But, but I would say that it's uh, you know, for sure on the men's side, I I would say we've got a, a really nice uh, field assembled. Assembled and and you know even even on the women's side, it seems quite competitive. So, Kyle, what what I'm assuming, it's the exact same course in Daytona. It always is. They're not making any additional it's
1: going back to the original course so it's a one mile swim 37 mile bike 8.2 mile run so what it was before the pandemic
0: yep but um again they're just going around the track it's a full yeah no no stopping no starting it's you're on the pedals the entire time yeah exactly cool yeah walk us through the start list
1: all right so for the men you have leo berger hot off his world championship vincent louis matt hansen jonah schoenberg Roberto Sanchez, Jason West, Jackson Laundry, who's also going to go do 70.3 Indian Wells, Kevin McDowell, Seth Ryder, uh, Mark Dubrick. I mean, we can kind of stop there. Henry Schumann, depending on how he bounces back from Abu Dhabi.
2: Yeah, it's a deep men's start list. There's Tom, Tom Bishop in there and a couple of others. I mean, I'm going to go to Leo share. Like he's won 70.3 races before, he's on great form. He's a bit of a truck across the pond, I guess. But he'll be at the front out the swim, he'll stay there on the bike, and then I think he runs to a win. Anyone else? It,
4: it sounds just like a short course, long course race. Yeah, I, do, I, do, I, do, I don't know any long course favorite athletes in this on the start. Like, you don't, you're not gonna see Magnus, you're not gonna see. Back of guard or someone like right. Sam Long Matt, or Sanders or Hansen
2: something like that. Gets, Matt Hansen gets blown out the race in the swim by Bojer and Vincent. Lui. He's going yeah. to be four minutes down.
0: Yeah. Podcast favorite Kyle, where do we see Trevor Foley in this race? Well, there's <laughs> going to be speed on the front end of this?
1: Trevor, Trevor's sitting this one out. He's going to go to Indian Wells race final.
0: Oh, I thought he was on this. I thought you put him on the start list for If you oh, I just.
1: I just pulled it out of the. I got the message, and then I just pulled it out of that. But Trevor's going to oh, go to Indian Wells okay. instead. All right. Yeah, all
2: probably. Right. I'd, is... I'd rather I'd rather swim against Lionel if I was Trevor Foley than I would Leibajat. Exactly.
4: <laughs> his wife Megan Foley's racing though. That's mm-hmm. not his wife.
1: That's
4: not his wife. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you guys, you guys, you guys no. did hear that they put them in the same room one time together?
2: They no,
4: they like a couple. No. That's what I heard. It was either them or another couple that they thought were that were a couple and they put them in the same hotel room. I'll have to fact check them to see who it was. Oh my gosh.
2: Or just Trevor creeping on there at the desk. Yeah, yeah, my room's Megan Foley. She's picked the first guy <laughs> um, Right, in the women's side, uh, you've got Jackie Herring, Julie Duran, Sarah Perez-Sala, uh, Hayley Chura. Uh, it's not as strong, is it? Rennie Kylie's coming over to do it, supposedly. Um... Sonja Katona's there as well. Uh Kaidi um from Estonia, who had that win taken off her at 70.3. She got the score of five for going on to the wrong side, I think it was. Um, for me, it's between Sarah Perez and Jackie Herring. I'd have to go Jackie Herring.
1: I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw Julie Duran in there mm. for a chance to win. So
0: Talbot. What, what happens to this series next year? Where, where are these clash races next year? Do they exist? Um, where, where is their place in triathlon ultimately?
4: I don't know. I feel like triathlon's biggest problem is triathlon. Because you've got all these different races. <laughs> because it's boring and not exciting. What, it's boring it? and not exciting. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You've got all these different people, these billionaires, that are all coming in and they all want to have their own twist on it. And could you just imagine if we just actually unified and built something that was actually legit? You got like Super League over here who's trying to work with World Triathlon, but really they don't want to do their own thing. And it just... and then you got Clash who hates Challenge now, but Challenge wants to go against Iron Man. And then PTO is like, well, guys, look, we're throwing millions at this. And it's just like, oh, I feel like the well, triathlon have- is its own worst enemy.
3: So the major problem here is we have too many billionaires without any structure. We need to focus our billionaires.
4: Yeah, I guess. So we should
2: form the billionaire liaison panel um, who, who lean in and consult with the billionaires. I mean, it's a, it's, there's worse problems to have, right? Like, it's yeah. a certainly better place than it was five years ago. But the lack of unified direction is always to be a problem when Man is a business. Uh, World Triathlon is a, na- a world-governing body. And then there's the range in between there, right? It's, it's always going to be an issue.
4: I, so we I will need say, to, start... to to answer your question, Pat, I, I think that the Clash series has been a complete failure. Clash in general has been a complete failure. Daytona has become quite a symbol of a race. Like, it's – it's I don't want to say it's entertaining to watch, but it kind of has, like, a title to it. Although I think that there's, like, a handful of athletes could – could, like, if Paula Finley rocked up to Daytona this next week, I think that she would just manhandle everyone. So or Taylor Nib, I mean, would just in wipe the floor at this event this week. So I I don't know. It's it's a hundred thousand dollar prize purse, but it's it doesn't attract big name. Like Paula Finley's not going. She's going to Indian Wells this weekend instead and racing for what, four grand, three grand, maybe two grand. So it's I see it failing over time, but it's ran by a billionaire and he owns the track, so maybe you'll stick around a little longer
2: completely fair well summarized it just doesn't draw it's the season's gonna get even busier next year with more pto races as well
0: yeah i just i just just go back to um if people could set aside their own issues i still think that daytona would be an awesome pto venue if Mm -hmm. everybody could set aside their pride and and having you know, either the men or the women's alternate years racing under the lights, I think it would be super, super cool. Um, and unfortunately we just don't get to see that. And it's going to be a, you know, what I call a tier three or tier four race this weekend, but I couldn't uh, agree more. Speaking of tier three or tier four races, we do have a race in Indian Wells uh, as well.
1: <laughs> I want to talk one more time about Daytona real quick before we move on. Talbot, Talbot, you've been to Daytona and you've been to Indian Wells. Which one do you prefer as far as a venue overall oh, Daytona
4: 100 percent. but the pride of the clash people and and PTO would would don't get along anymore and so that's what sucks because just like what Pat said I would 10 times rather go to Daytona than Dallas or Milwaukee or wherever all these the, the rumors of all these new races are going to be for the PTO I'd 10 times rather go to Daytona and I think it could be an iconic event and it's different. It's different. Like, you know, there's different courses that favor some athletes favor the others. I think it's an iconic course. I, I wish they could, but we're not going to see it. All right. Let's get Indian wells. is pretty boring.
1: Let's get mind. on to Indian Wells then Sunday, Lionel Sanders, Eric Lagerstrom, Jackson Laundrie, who's doing both races, Trevor Foley, Sam long, question mark, Matt McElroy.
4: Uh, I it's it's a pretty it's gonna be a slow swim, so I think it favors someone like that. Don't know if Eric Lagerstrom is gonna sign up and race or show up and race. Uh, we do have Matt McElroy on the start list as well, which will be uh, it'll be interesting to see if he decides to uh, race. Um, I just don't, I don't know. get it
2: for some of these. Like I don't know why Lionel's doing it. I, is he? I I don't know.
4: Uh, he 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 enjoys this race. He's never lost it. He's won it every year since they started it. He just enjoys uh, it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, won't you just go back to Daytona and make some cash? And he's like, ah, I can get into my car and I can drive two and a half, three hours and be at this race venue. And I, he hadn't even been working out much. He's like, but I can just race it for fun and I enjoy racing, so that's why he's going to go do it. Uh, uh, the the question mark is Sam Long. I mean, I don't know why he's Doing it, but probably the same reason he probably just wants to finish a season with a win if he can.
0: So, is 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 that confirmed? Is Sam doing it? i
4: not confirmed, but he's on the start list, and he he was chatting about it. So, uh, and he and he mentioned that he wanted to race, uh, before he wanted to race me and Lionel, and him in a swim meet race starting at race week next week or just next week, so something like that. I don't know. Uh <laughs> Woman's side: You have Danielle Lewis, Paula Finley, Tamara Jewett, Renee Healy. Uh, right, I think
2: in. I think Tamara Jewett wins it. Beats Paula Finley.
0: I think so, Dude, Mark, you've bet against Paula on this podcast before. I don't and know why? Beat- oh, oh, right. This
2: isn't. Sorry, yeah, I've done that. I've I've underestimated Paula before. I, I Paula's excellent. I just think Tamara Jewett is due a win. Like, she came really close in her last race. She runs ridiculously well. And in a small field, she might not lose as much to the front group as she does when there's a group. But obviously, Paula will win this. So, so,
0: Mark, is it safe to say that you're betting on two Canadians to win? So it's either it's going to be Lionel Sanders in the men's race and uh, a Canadian in the women's race? Uh...
2: If Jackson Laundry races, he beats Lionel.
0: No, oh my god.
2: Bro, Jackson's doing both races.
0: (laughs) You Oh my okay, you 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 have to remember now at a race that at at this level, the last time that Lionel went to a race at this level, he changed a a flat tire at a pedestrian (laughs) level and and made everybody look average on the day.
4: I, I would, I would semi agree with Mark though. Oh if God! It was a ch- hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. If it was a championship field, I think that Jackson could beat Lionel, but it's not a championship field. Jackson's going to be cruising by himself on the bike, and Lionel's just going to manhandle him. So,
0: no. Yeah. This, this. When phrase... did
2: you learn the phrase "manhandle"? By the way, you've used it three <laughs> times today. I've never heard you use it before.
4: I, I have to go. Hold on a second. I got to go back to the female race, and I'm not knocking tomorrow at all because I, I believe I spoke to this last year on the podcast. There's about seven hundred and sixty nine turns on this bike course. It's like ride a mile turn. Ride a mile turn. ride a mile turn. And Tamara, if she has improved her bike handling skills, I would just say she's would lose probably Twenty to thirty seconds per turn to Paula. On you can't course.
2: lose twenty seconds a turn. <laughs> I'm but being sarcastic. I'm fabulous. being sarcastic.
4: But 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 I mean, no, no lie, she probably loses a second or two per turn yeah. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to Paula, and it, it makes it impossible to to get get back up in the race. So, okay,
2: yeah. so Paula wins another one.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um. It'll be an interesting run battle between Daniel Lewis and Tamar Jewett, though, because Danielle's going to come out of the water days back and. They both are excellent runners. So tomorrow, it's better off
2: the bike. She's ridiculous.
4: And this is like a cross country course. They run all ninety percent of it's on grass, maybe eighty percent, and then also in sand as well. So
0: golf course, yeah.
1: Danielle Danielle yeah. ran ran at Baylor, one of the highest Big Twelve schools in running, hands down. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Easy, you easy. Guys, you you guys forget uh, how good. Paul Finlay was at seventy point three worlds. Oh sorry, we're still we're no, still we're we, seeing we, Paula's Paul gonna wins.
4: win. Paulo oh, Paulo's winning. Okay,
0: okay. All right. Guys, we just trying listen, to make it really interesting.
4: Kyle Kyle's trying to just get to what he wants to say. He thinks Danielle is gonna be the first American. He just wants and to play And he really, it right and now. He really yeah.
2: fancies tomorrow Like yeah, he has yeah, done yeah, since yeah. she just, done the scene.
4: I
1: do actually feel bad because I'm turning into Talbot rooting for my boy, but I actually do think Trevor Foley might surprise some people and get his first dub. You, or, sorry, second dub. Yeah.
4: Second dub. So, anyway, right, moving on. Hot, takes.
3: Okay, let's hot just, takes. Let's
4: just hope that there's no Teslas on the course.
3: Okay. Hot takes.
1: Okay. We still have another race. There's an Ironman this weekend. Ironman Western Australia. You got Cam Worf, Steve McKenna, Max Newman, Women's side, Sarah Crowley, Red Vonavica, Els Visser. What is that?
2: i think it's something in my house going mental i'll take it back i'm sorry i'm mute
4: uh anything else is are we excited about this race or do we not care or what and where we don't care we don't care well i don't okay Ah. max newman wins it uh if max newman's
2: racing he wins it and the patrick nielsen by the way that's interesting but, I mean, he's DNF'd everything he's done this year, pretty much. He's desperate for redemption. He's got a new coach. Does he return to form? So he's coached by Bjorn Giesman now. If Patrick Nielsen keeps his head together, I'm going to go Patrick Nielsen, but all sense Max Newman.
4: You we also can... have a former Ironman world champion on the list. Uh, he's probably swam once or twice in the last three to four years, Pete Jacobs, and he'll still come out in the front group. Uh, we have no idea if he'll finish the race. You can flip a coin to see if Steve McKenna will have Will show up or not show up? Are we, are we being too harsh?
1: Matt Burton?
2: I just, yeah.
1: There's two slots here. So basically, Max Newman's getting the first slot, and then it's a toss up on who's going to get the second slot. That's what we're saying?
4: Yeah, I think so. Love hey,
2: it.
1: I... And challenge Brazil, C level race.
4: Do we to we're not doing challenge Brazil. Hold <laughs> on. Kyle, he, you know, either either you either you want to get roasted for skipping the woman in Western Australia, and you want to get destroyed, or yeah, well, you sexist
2: asshole, Kyle. Literally,
4: good lord. We got Kylie Simpson, Sarah Corrali, Sarah Thomas, Radka. Um, Let's say Renee Keeley. Renee Keeley okay.
2: wins it. Uh, no, Renee did um, Arizona didn't she in DNS? So I'm not sure if she's oh. home feeling fresh. Whatever. Uh, Renee Kylie's
1: been on every start list, so we've named
2: this every, weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> to right, uh, go Melanie Bauman, just random, and then probably Kylie Simpson. Let's be honest. Oh, and Radcliffe Car, Ragged felt Kylie Simpson. That's what I'm saying. Well, anyway, uh, hot takes.
4: We're not doing hot job, takes. So. I think Chelsea's starting to fall asleep, so we need to get the hot takes. So the first hot take
2: is. Taylor Spivey is making her long course debut at the first PTO Open event
4: next year. I mean, this doesn't surprise me. Uh, <laughs> she she witnessed her first long course race last year. She's super excited, and I rumor on the street, and I kind of work for the PTO. They're paying her a seventy five thousand dollar appearance fee. <laughs> <What>? Oh, <laughs> no. I didn't know she's still in the room. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so we've got are
3: struggling <laughs> for much else. You guys are hilarious. <laughs>
4: um, I put I put both these down, but uh, Philip and his athletes wiped the floor at the TriMag Awards. Is or is anyone biased? Or I mean, is yeah. it a
2: German triathlon
4: magazine? Yeah, he won Coach yeah. of the Year. His wife won Female Athlete of the Year, and then his athlete Sebi won Male Athlete of the Year. I love Sebi. Kyle would say he won male athlete of the year according to our podcast, but long course athlete Triathlete of the year? Was this a congratulations on retiring award? Or...
3: I'm so excited it's awards season.
2: <laughs> what awards are you for Chelsea? Uh, Coach of the Year? Collegiate No, Coach but of the I'm
3: year. excited to award awards. Oh, we oh, yeah, we're doing
2: that next episode. episode, aren't we? We're doing an award one next episode. Yeah.
4: yeah. No, two episodes, because we got to review the races. Two yeah. Weeks. So
3: we're going to the pick next pro tri-news host. Hold on.
1: Before we move on from the uh, biasness of the German Tri Magazine mm-hmm. Awards, it would be almost the equivalent of having a German do the points ranking so that a German female athlete ranked number one in the world. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> the other um, one was the
4: France Olympic team. I put that,
3: Isn't that
1: yours, Talbot?
4: Yeah, because I think Vincent Louis would be an incredible domestique for Leo Berger. I'm sure
3: why, he'll why? take that well.
4: I, I don't think he'll take it well at all, know. actually. But Leo Berger, I mean, he's running hot. It's Could you imagine the tension, though, that's going to start building between the French team? That's going to be like home soil. I want to win. We got three guys that are incredible.
3: I can't. I'll you can't imagine. Ha,
4: ha, What do you have to say?
0: I have a hot, I have a third hot take. Okay, wait, wait. Before you move on to this, hold on. I just
4: want to I just want to call it right now, so we can like you know in, in shows they can go back to the archives. I say Leo Brachere's first French athlete in the Olympics.
1: All right, but hold on. Three French athletes finished in the top ten of the men's ranking. How do you pick which one you're going to put on the relay?
3: are better at relay really they relay don't need to make scared. it
4: this in the yeah, yeah. and yeah that's there's that's different all right pat what were you, what was your next hot take
0: well i think the big news this was coming out of wts uh, abu dhabi was the the schedule for for next year and there's fewer wtcs races than ever before there's four plus a grand final um I don't know the reason for this. I mean, ultimately these races are incredibly expensive to host and I, I, you could say that, you know, maybe in the past, they've done a four plus one for the series. And now you will have to do every race in the series plus the grand final to score. So there's a world where I think that that could be uh, quite exciting for the series. We've seen in mountain biking, they're going to uh, expand the series on the UCI world cup and being present at every race is not possible. So TBD on if this is a a plus or a negative for the series, but I think you've you've lost obviously the two races in Canada and you don't have one in the U S again, I look at this as an opportunity where maybe they could have cozied up to, to super league and somehow done a super league race, done a WTCS race on a Saturday and a Super League race on a Sunday or just some sort of combination like that to to try and get one more race in the series. I would have loved to have seen a five plus one as a a minimum amount of races. I think a four plus one uh, leaves us wanting a little bit more.
3: I think you should probably expect this isn't inked in, that um, the – the innovation is ongoing. Is it confirmed that there will be only that many races? Because yeah, the schedule. Is them, they,
0: they did a press release.
3: I could see them coordinating a bit better with Super League because they are quote unquote partners. Um, and I know their schedule has yet to be confirmed and released.
4: I I saw the schedule and initially thought, oh, they're just releasing a few of the races that are inked in stone. They're probably going to add a few more. Even I think that there was Chris Gimmel or someone had mentioned like it would be incredible to get the one going in Bergen, so I don't know if that if that that's, was that's one listed as, a, that's
0: listed as a world cup mm.
4: yeah, I don't know, so what are the four
0: yeah, so the four are let me read them to you
2: sorry, Chelsea, this is your job on the show yeah march is- march
0: third and March third and fourth is Abu Dhabi. it's a sprint distance May thirteenth and fourteenth is Yokohama Olympic distance. July 15th and 16th is Hamburg. That's the Sprint and Mixed Relay World Championships. July 29th and 30th is in Sunderland, a new location. It's a sprint distance and a mixed relay. Uh, It's important to note that the test event, which is essentially a, a World Series, is August. They have it 17th to the 20th. Uh, and then the grand finals in Pontevedra, uh, September twenty third and twenty fourth. So with the test event, you essentially make it a five plus one. But there's typically at the test event zero prize money, zero points, zero TV coverage. They did TV coverage in Tokyo. Oh, so
2: Taylor, Taylor's, Taylor's in the background with her notepad and pencil out. Did you get all that or
3: no? She's <laughs> editing photos. I think. Are I you think
0: more important. You know, what they've done before is, and and maybe what the ITU is waiting on is they've had in 2011, the test event was a world series. And so that added to the schedule in 2015 Rio and in 2019 or what the, the test events in Rio and Tokyo were not world series events. So maybe there's a world where Paris becomes a world series, um, but it's not listed as such right now.
4: At this time, I'd like to intervene and thank Waterfall Bank for being the show sponsor. Most importantly, because everyone here on the show will all be at the test event next year in Paris. We are all super excited. Um, If you don't know what Waterfall Bank is, make sure you go to the link in our bio and description. Thanks to them we all get to go to Paris. We all get to drink wine. We and Chelsea is getting us VIP access to Flora Duffy's suite uh, right before no. the race. So We get to interview no, no, all no, these athletes. We,
2: we've got to talk about why it's good for the listener that we get to go, <laughs> not just that we're going on a wine tasting against oh. Paris.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot about that part.
2: And by the time the show comes out, Carla will have moved that part to the front of the show so it doesn't look like we forgot about our advert. And
0: then no, but we one didn't. Did that. We
1: didn't forget. We didn't forget. I was. Waiting to play it off and Talbot did it perfectly.
0: Okay. Yeah, perfect. We don't want to Mark, we don't want to be like all the super pro podcasts that where we know from zero to eight minutes in every podcast is going to be an ad read. So when I listen to those, I fast forward always to eight ten. We at Pro Try News, we surprise the listeners. You don't know when you're gonna get the ad. It could be at the beginning. Mainly, mainly because we don't know. Um, (laughs) So that's how we (laughs) enjoy. That's how we ensure our advertisers that the audience will hear the ads. Uh, just last-
2: someone that comes in and just cuts in around the point of the show and reads the ad out.
4: That is true. Uh, lastly, uh, if we they have not filled the pro try house, uh, yet, and that's going to be supported by Waterfall Bank. So make sure you go to the link in our bio if you want to submit someone's name and once they get closer to announcing the name or the athlete that is selected, we will be sure to inform you on the show. Back to World Triathlon Series racing. I, what, is it? Is Should we just not call it Olympic distance racing anymore? Should we just call it sprint distance racing and mixed
0: relay? What? It's up to you, Tal, but I mean... You I, said
4: I, that I... They're, they're racing the Olympic distance twice next year, yeah. according to that schedule. The test event and the grand final. All the other ones are mixed relays pretty. and sprint triathlons. It'll be
1: test event, grand final, and the um, Yokohama.
4: Okay, well, test event's not a World Triathlon Series race, so they're going to race it two times next year. That's pretty crazy. All these athletes that train at that distance will race that distance essentially twice next year if they don't go to World Cups and stuff like that. I just thought it was interesting.
3: I, I have a question. Why is Talbot, you seem really interested in short course today. Are I you trying to say a
4: yeah, is uh, it because Taylor's on? I'm just a big fan of Leo Berger being the first France athlete in oh, the Olympics. Okay. <laughs> like, it's just like I've, I'm trying to say it very vocally now so that when I prove everyone right uh, or wrong or whatever you say in, in two years' time, then I can be like, why didn't everyone listen to me? Because everyone in the comments Oh, Talbot's such a clown, Chelsea, make sure you keep Talbot pulled down. But it's all right.
2: Because actually you and Kyle started out as short course fanboy super nerds, didn't you? And then you yeah. got into the long course stuff. You were like Turbo Gwen Jorgensen fuckboys, like absolutely loving the short
4: course. Hey, the same race we made a big picture for Gwen Jorgensen. I mean, That sounds really we made wrong, you know. Taylor Spivey as well, so You did. Did you? Back.
3: When I raced, yeah, I raced the on. World Series race before I raced the World Cup. And you also made one for Gwen, and I remember this. Yes. Yeah.
4: We're super fans. Super
3: fans. fans before I even knew what I was doing.
4: (laughs) (laughs) He's been sliding
2: into your DMs for the last 12 years unsuccessfully as well. But, you know, (laughs) keep plugging, mate. Keep plugging.
1: I actually, the first race, Mark, that I actually went to was in 2012, 70.3 Galveston, where Talbot and I went down to watch Lance Armstrong. That was the first (laughs) ever triathlon I ever went to watch. And then that's how I got into the sport.
4: It was crazy. We were like literally just we were down in Galveston walking around the streets. We were literally just finding needles in the ground.
2: <laughs> Don't know who they were from. But oh, like... stop it. Well, We're not going back into this hole again. All right. <laughs> uh, I've got just want to wanna, out. Come on.
4: Just wanna thank everyone for listening to the show. Uh, we have a couple more episodes this season before we wrap it up. And we're going to take a little break uh, going into the new year. But thanks very much for joining. Make sure you pass along the show to your friends and most importantly, family. We hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving if you're here on the stateside or if you celebrate it elsewhere. Uh, Thanks so much, and we will see you next week.